0: From our WFUV studios in the Bronx, New York, it's the Pick and pot. Drop us a voicemail at 347-903-WFUV. Now, here are your hosts, Penny Ducey and Matt Rosenfeld. Matt Rosenfeld couldn't make it, so we bring in Tim Cato from Mavs Moneyball. SB Nation's Tim Cato now, actually, doing a bunch of work at the at dot-com the on December 19, 2014. Tim, you here to talk a little about Rondo.
1: Uh, I he, am here. He's there. He's there.
0: Good, good. Uh, you were at Mavs practice today. Uh,
1: uh, I was. And uh, Ray John Rondo, he's going to have a press conference here in a uh, couple hours, uh, two and a half hours or so. So uh, just kind of killing time in Dallas until that happens.
0: Was he? Will he be wearing a hat? That's my first question. Uh,
1: well, the hat, I mean, I'm just worried about the headband. For the, starters, I mean, that's kind of his thing. Did it come over in the it. trade? Was that in the package? Uh, I, I hope so. I hope so. I mean, maybe they're going to have to give up another second round pick for to get the headband as well. But we'll see. We'll see.
0: Can we talk a second before we talk about the, the Mavericks? Which is, I mean, obviously why you're here, comically. But the the Celtics have six first rounders in the next two years. I mean, that's in them and the Sixers uh, with the way first rounders have kind of shaken out these last few years. The the kind of rising uh, value of them. I mean, that's
1: pretty absurd. It's it's weird because at the same time, the salary caps are rising as well. So some teams don't care about picks at all, which is why they're giving them up so freely. And they're just like, hey, we're going to go get our veterans on the market. And we can just sign them because we have all this money to play with now. And then the other teams, you know, like the Celtics and the Sixers and other teams that are rebuilding like that, uh they're taking advantage of that and they're gonna try to use these first rounders to their advantage. So it's interesting to see the two strategies. And and like both sides, like when when a when a team gives up a first rounder and a team gives up a veteran, I mean like both sides think they're winning it according to their strategy. So it's interesting to see how both both sides have kind of uh shaped their strategy around the how the NBA is changing.
0: So when you look at this Mavs Backcourt, first of all, with Monte and Rajon Rondo, and they will most certainly be having it all. You look at Chandler Parsons, you look at Tyson Chandler, Dirk obviously just camping out now on that three-point line. I mean, talk about like a, a difference between last year and this year. All the pressure is kind of off of Dirk now, whereas like last year, you kind of had to carry them. Uh, Dirk can kind of preserve himself. Is this the best team on paper in the West right now?
1: I I wouldn't go that far yet. I mean. We we've still seen how good the warrior, Warriors are right now and everybody else. There's there's some things that the team's gonna have to figure out here. But the guy you you've kinda touched on you, I mean you hit it right on the head. The guy I feel the happiest for is Dirk because he doesn't have to be I mean, he can he can go in and score, take six shots, score ten points, and the Mavericks can get it done without him. I mean obviously he's still important and he's still gonna be putting up big points and for the Mavericks to do anything once they hit the post postseason, he's gonna be crucial to their success. But uh he's he's not he he doesn't feel the pressure on him every every day, every night that he has to perform or this team's doomed. Well,
0: I mean, I should have rephrased that because you look at Greg Smith and Villanueva and even Aminu and Ricky Lado, I don't, I don't think it's maybe the best team, but maybe the best starting five on paper. I was thinking, but um, regardless, you're right. The Warriors, they showed us last night. They are very good. Steph Curry is very good. Um, I wanted to go to a Twitter question here that we got. Uh, we, we tweeted out for some some questions, and uh, someone Andy Dufresne asked Greg Smith with Brandon Wright out, is he ready to step up and take some more minutes? And Brandon Wright for two years now really has kind of flown under the radar as a pretty solid big man. Is Greg Smith ready to take this next step?
1: Well, I don't I don't think you can replace Brandon Wright in uh, first off, I, I just love the guy. He was he was always one of my uh, my go to guys when I needed a question answered or I needed this or that. So I really appreciate what he did for the team and I, I think we're all gonna miss him. I I like Greg Smith. We like Greg Smith as a site my site all of us kind of had good feelings about him when he was signed uh but he's not Brandon Wright and he doesn't have the um the way Steve Kerr put it uh I asked Steve Kerr about you know how tough it is to have Tyson and Brandon Wright going up and he called he called it uh, a horizontal or horizontal and vertical spacing he called it vertical spacing so so you've got your your shooters all around the court spreading the floor, but you've also got two guys rolling down the lane who can go as high, I mean, they can go way, way above the basket and they're down these alley-oops, and that's just as important as, you know, a shooter in the corner. So Greg uh, Smith, he, uh I, I like, I, I think, we're we're going to be interested. It's going to be interesting to see what he's able to do with the team, and I, I'm glad he's going to get a little bit of a chance here. Uh, I also reported yesterday that Jermaine O'Neal has interest in the Mavericks.
0: Yeah, Scott was saying that too.
1: Yeah, I think that's going to happen pretty quickly from what I hear. So uh, it, it it's it won't be long. It won't be long that Greg Smith is going to be the only backup back there.
0: I mean, Jermaine I Talk about like a disparity of information. Like first, wow, Rondo, and now okay, Jermaine O'Neal. But I, I mean, is that kind of something that we can shoo off, or, or is Jermaine O'Neal at this age ready to to play some nice role player minutes for the Mavericks? Like I, I'm just not sure right now.
1: Uh, I mean, they they hope so, but it's I mean, it's tough to say. Yeah, he's definitely getting up there, and he's not he's he's not at the optimal replacement because I mean, the optimal guy was Brandon Wright or. I, I don't even know if there's a guy out there who's like a perfect fit. If they could go grab any any backcourt or any uh, any back uh, back up center right now, I don't know who exactly who it'd be. It'd be a, a, a bigger guy, someone with some athleticism. Wright had some uh, downsides, but he also was really good at what he did on the offensive glass uh, and the way he was able to uh, roll down the lane. He's probably one of the best roll man. They're not going to get that. Instead, they're going to get someone with a little bit more size and Jermaine O'Neal or they're going to get uh, Greg Smith, and both of those guys can maybe rebound a little bit better. But it's a different dynamic, the Mavericks are going to have to adjust to with uh, with the backup, uh, with the new backup, whoever they end up giving the most minutes to. Um, we're going to talk
0: about Rondo in just a sec, but I just got a CyberDust from Mark Cuban. I've now gotten seven CyberDusts from Mark Cuban in the last, uh, I don't know, like 18 hours that I've had CyberDust. I decided to get it. <laughs> I decided to get it because I was making fun of it, On well, first of all, everyone was making fun of Mark Cuban yesterday. I don't understand. I mean, he's just trying to plug his product. But I was making fun of him. Rondo, did you see
1: that that the Colbert Report? Yeah, yeah, I I did
0: see that. I did, and he he cyberdusted from it at eight o'clock. And so, I I just first of all, I are you? uh, I want you to be my cyberdust friend. I think that's what it comes to right now. But I I really think I Mark Cuban needs to chill out with the (laughs) cyberdusts. So are, are you on CyberDust right now? I'm curious. You're a Mavs guy.
1: I was, and then it got to me. It was just too much. It kept giving me notifications, so I think I deleted it. Was, it was it. Cuban, lots, right? Lots was Cuban sending you dusts? It was Cuban, and it was Team CyberDust. that kept suggesting me people oh, to man. add that I didn't want to add, because I don't really want to be on CyberDust, because <laughs> I don't really use it.
0: Yeah, man. I am I mean, I'm already, what, hour 16. I'm already getting tired of this. Um all right. Let's go back to the 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 topic of a uh, topic of the day here with Rajon Rondo. Um, that word again, which is uh, I don't know what that Twitter name means. At Jags Mario tweets us: Will Rajon Rondo have less freedom to take creative risks with this Mavericks team? What do you say?
1: I don't think he's going to have less freedom. I still think the Mavericks want him to get out there and make his make his crazy passes and find people and and do everything that makes Wa Rondo so good. I don't think he's going to have quite as many opportunities though. I, uh, the, the Mavericks have more ball dominant guards, specifically Monte Ellis, that need the ball to be effective. And the 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 thing Rick Carlisle, the the big uh, task he's going to have with Rondo and this team is finding out how to balance Monte Ellis and uh, Rajon Rondo and figure out how those two can coexist, even though both of them are better with the ball in their hands. And somehow they're both going to have to be on the court at the same time in uh, certain situations, and they're both going to have to be effective even though one of them's going to be initiating the offense and one of them's going to be leading the pick and the pick and roll in the Mavericks flow offense. So, that's going to be, be be a big challenge over the next few weeks and months and really the entire season. Well, that's what
0: I was going to ask you because we, we know, like you said, Monte loves to have the ball. Rondo's going Rondo's gonna to work in my opinion very well with Chandler off the roll. He's going to work very well dishing in the corners to Parsons and Dirk. But with Monte, I mean, you're around that team uh, a lot more than I. In fact, I've never been around that team. There may be once when they came to MSG. You're around that team all the time. I mean, is Monte a guy ready to step back a little bit and have maybe less of all, which is still all?
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, no matter what happens, he's going to have it all. He's I definitely going to have it. Monte Ellis doesn't. He doesn't have some. I mean, it's it's all or all or nothing. Wouldn't so it's been all. All right. uh... That's the thing. Like when when he came here from the Bucks, he, uh, I mean, people weren't sure what to think of him. He had a bad reputation around the league, and he's clearly changed into a player who's a, he's a team guy. He uh, he really helps. The Mavericks and he adjusted to the role they had for him. I think that he's going to do the same thing, but it's going to, again, be at to Carlisle to still be able to find usages for him and find times for him to have the ball. I think it's going to be important that the minutes between Rondo and Monte are staggered a little bit and that each of them can have a time to shine. And There's going to be chances in the second and third quarters where it's it's Rondo leaving the ball with uh, maybe Devin Harris next to him, and then other times it's Monte with Rondo on the bench. So uh, finding the, the exact dynamic and the, the, the chemistry between those two, that's going to be important for the Mavericks to start developing over the next few weeks and months.
0: All right, Tim, here's something that's been highly uh, debated, and it's the trade that the Knicks made with the Mavericks over the summer. They gave up Tyson Chandler. They got Sammy D'Alembert, who I've learned quickly can play zero offense. Um, They they did get Jose Cali. Less than
1: zero offense. Yeah, he
0: actually subtracts on offense, believe it or not. It it, it is honestly like I thought, and I've I've covered this team for two years now, I thought last year Tyson – I mean, even three years ago, really, when I was watching Knicks, like, Tyson and Jason Kidd, like, at, at Jason Kidd's late stage of his career when he wasn't hitting any threes, like, they were subtracting on offense. And even last year, like, Jay, uh, uh, Tyson Chandler would uh, kind of just stand there and rebound, and, like, he'd be there for lobs. But, like, Downbear Bear isn't even there for lobs, really. Like, Down Bear's just, like, he doesn't, he, no one needs to guard him. He misses layups. He takes these terrible jumpers. So yeah I mean he, the guy guy plays negative offense, but I guess do you, my question how do you like his hands his, his hands are like,
1: it's like two bricks attached to somebody's wrist yeah it's his, really impressive his hands that are it's that horrible
0: his hands are uh harder than uh, Kanye West Hart, I guess, but I mean, it's it's but like, what we
1: call it is a uh, it's whenever he does something like that, it's hashtag Dallum Derp.
0: Dallum Derp, so. yeah, you, I think you tweeted um, me that. Dallum Derp. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I,
1: just, he's he's the derpiest player on offense, and I I like him as a he's person, a great guy. But, yeah,
0: he's a great guy.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, the only but thing man. that the only thing that bloggers would not like about him is that media day he said I'm not really into like. He's like, I don't really look at stats. Like, I don't look at the advanced stats. Well, I mean, like, every player says that, but um, I, I don't know. But he is hes something. And Tyson Chandler, meanwhile, surging with the Mavs. So it just took me three minutes to to finally ask you this question. But did the Knicks get fleeced in this trade?
1: I mean, it's... Yes. Yes, they did, I you think. think.
0: They got, did they lose or did they get fleeced?
1: Oh, well, okay, so I don't think Tyson Chandler would be doing what he's doing right now if he was still on the Knicks. I think that absolutely he's responding to the Maverick system, which is geared towards him being as good as he is, and it's geared towards him being such an effective player. And they they, they utilize him, Tyson Chandler gets involved, uh he he's been involved in hand handoffs at the elbow, he's occasionally taking a few jumpers. And so I think that's a huge part of it. And then of course having the guards that can attack and the guards that can get into the lane and then find him. That's been a huge part of getting him involved. And I don't think that would be necessarily be happening. If he was still in New York, so I don't, I don't think that you should look uh, that Nick's fans should look at a uh, Tyson Chandler, what he is right now, and be like, oh man, he could have been that, or oh man, uh, he just wasn't motivated. I, I think maybe there's some of that that had to uh, that was involved, but really, he's he's a player who's responded to the environment in Dallas, and that's why he's doing so well. But. At the same time, when the trade was made, a lot of us thought—I mean, a lot of the people covering the team, a lot of the people on my side, myself included—thought that he would have a chance to bounce back in this system. And uh, knowing what Dalen Bear, like what we just talked about for three minutes, <laughs> knowing about what he could could it could and couldn't do, I guess on offense mainly couldn't. Uh, knowing that Jose Calderon just wasn't going to uh, cut it on defense, it was it was a trade we were happy to make. So. I mean, what do you
0: think of Shane yeah. Larkin? Uh, Shane Larkin to me is kind of confusing because he has these flashes of like, oh wow, like look at this guy, he, he has maybe has a future. And then there are other times I feel like he plays a little out of control. Um, obviously, I don't think he's a starting point guard, which is kind of what he was when Calderon was out. I mean, is he is he a guy with a a future at all?
1: Uh, I'm I'm curious. Tell me if tell me if you've seen this as well because when he was in Dallas and when I, when I watched him play, even down in the D League for a few games. Uh, he's a really fast guy, and like everybody talks about how quick he is and he's he 's definitely fast when you see him in a fast break just going one into the court to the other. I mean you can see that he's you know racing out there, but he doesn't use the speed to get around people and he like in a, in a especially in the half court offense uh he doesn't he isn't able to turn a quarter and then just burst to the rim. Have you seen that as well? It just seems that he never gets separation from defenders and as a as a result because he 's so small that He's just always liable to get a shot blocked when he's going to the rim and he just and his floater isn't developed and he's just for someone who's that fast, he hasn't used his speed like J.J. J, J. Barea. Like that's an example of someone who does use his speed to get to the rim and get separation, and I just don't see that from Larkin.
0: You know, J.J. J. J. Barea sits right in front of a man on the Mavericks depth chart that also has a lot of trouble with his floater. Uh, and that man is Raymond Felton. And I'm curious when in the world, are we going to see him play basketball again? Because I'm looking forward to that day.
1: I was, I was, uh, I was at Mavs practice also earlier this week, and Raymond Felton and, oh man, who was on his team? I think it was Charlie Villanueva We're playing a nice two-on-two game against um, uh, Daryl Armstrong, who's an assistant coach with the Mavs, and uh, someone else. Greg Smith was also involved there. So they were playing a really nice two-on-two game. And Fulton looked good. Like, he was, he was driving to the rim and making cuts. And, again, this is a two-on-two game after practice in the Mavs practice court. So make of it what you will. But it looks like he's almost there. Uh, in fact, he did come back and serve his, serve his suspension. And then he was back out again with a – he re-injured his ankle. Uh was he ever healthy? We, I mean, that's what the Mavericks are saying, but who knows? I don't. I don't know when he's going to come back. At this point, I mean, I thought it was going to happen a long time ago. Rick Carlisle has been saying for weeks that he's about a week away, that he's really close to being there. So, who okay. knows, man?
0: Yeah, I, I, that's kind of like what they say with Barnani. Remember, they were like early season, like, oh, he's cl- he's kind of close, and then, man, I, I just. Look, I mean, Felton plays every single year with that whole "oh man, like I'm out to prove something" mentality. Like I got to prove to the world that I'm an elite point guard, and, and it just never happens
1: for him. But uh, maybe in
0: Dallas, I mean, who knows? Dallas seems like it's a good place to be right now. The West, yeah, uh, with
1: with with Rondo in there now, and um, with Rondo in there, and uh, Devin Nelson or Devin Nelson, Devin Harris playing behind him. <laughs> uh, I don't think there's going to be much room for Felton. I was interested in seeing what he could bring. Uh, before the trade happened, just because the Mavs' point guards were so bad. Uh, I mean, Devin Harris was doing good out there, but Jermaine Nelson was, uh, brought them nothing, and JJ Brea, I mean, he was good, but he has those limitations. Well, I'll so take Brea over Felton
0: right now. Uh, yeah, and...
1: Bray is a great fit in this offense just because of how much he can pass and his vision there. He really sees the floor well. So, I mean, I was curious to see what Felton could bring, but hey, he can he can stay injured the rest of the year. I don't <laughs> think the math have being used for him this year. Not really.
0: That's really true. They have like four point guards right now, and he's kind of odd girl out, and it's kind of sad. Um, the, the West is a tough place to be right now, Tim. And we saw last night, I mean, Durant goes down with the ankle injury, but the Thunder looked strong, and even though the record obviously not great because of the injuries early on, they still have Russ. The Warriors look like the class of that division right now. You can't forget about the Spurs. I I mean, what is it going to take for the Mavericks to lock up a top three spot in the West? Because right now that's where they are and i think that that's or excuse me they they they're at 6 but i i think that right now like that they're playing like a top 3 team i think they'll be a top 3 team but how do they get there
1: i don't i don't know if they can make i don't know if they can crack into the top 3 that's that's a really tall order for them to i mean they're two wins out,
0: they're two wins out right now at portland i mean that's such a tight tight conference
1: yeah it really is though i mean that's a good point point. and right now they they're, they're 0 and six against uh the top teams in the west uh, against playoff teams in the West. But obviously that's all without Rondo. So now everything changes and now it's all about how can they compete? How does Rondo's edition give them more ability to compete against teams against the very best of the Western Conference? And, uh, until they get a couple wins, they're going to have another chance tomorrow or, uh, uh, on Saturday against the Spurs. So, uh, there's another chance to play and hopefully get a win against, a against an elite team in the West. So, uh, until they figure that out, that's that's kind of where where they're at right now. They're going to have to beat those teams. They've done really well mopping up against uh, inferior competition, but uh, whatever it is, whatever the issues have been, they, they have to figure out how to beat the very best teams in the West or they aren't moving up any spots at all.
0: All right, Tim Gato, before I let you go, I, I, there is one question that I was going to ask you probably at the top of the interview, and I completely forgot, and that is, what is Rajon Rondo's future? with the Dallas Mavericks, is he going to re-sign after this year or is he going to enter free agency?
1: Uh, the reports that I heard was that he was open to re, uh, re-signing of the Mavericks to his bird rights. So they can go ahead and make any moves they are in the offseason and then uh, sign him on top of all of that. So, yeah, I would be very surprised if Rondo isn't back next year unless the season just totally blows up.
0: All right, man. That's Tim Cato of SB Nation and Mavs Money Boy. You can follow him on Twitter at Tim underscore Cato. Uh, are you coming up to New York anytime soon? You need to.
1: Uh, I would like to, yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe uh, this summer or sometime soon. So I'll let you know if I do.
0: You should, and uh, you should also. Uh, you can't add me on Cyberdust because. Um, you don't have Cyberdust anymore. I'll probably quickly delete it too.
1: But you know, you know, I'll tell Mark Cuban. I'm gonna see Mark Cuban tonight, and I'm gonna be like, "Hey, Kenny so? you should probably add him on Cyberdust." Yeah, yeah.
0: we already fed, should, he mass dusts me him, right now. You to, just,
1: yeah, you should send them some uh, send them some messages straight straight to him. Right
0: there. <laughs> direct Cyberdust. I'll slide in his direct Cyberdusts. I'll slide in can there. Can you?
1: I don't know if you slide into Cyberdust. Can you? Is it more of a maybe? It's more of a dive in for them or <laughs> a hop in. I, I don't. You, you, what, what you you you
0: sweep into the dusts? I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Oh,
1: it I, I like sweeping in. I think <laughs> sweeping in makes sense. You rush into it, man, right. We're gonna have to go. We're gonna have to go have an entire podcast on this one day. We
0: will. We we absolutely will because this was a success. Uh, all right, man. Take it easy and uh, enjoy enjoy the Rondo presser and what Dallas has to offer. Until then, take care.
1: Just kidding.